Welcome back to the show. My name is Michael Lynn, and this is the MongoDB Podcast. In today's episode, we're focusing on something that every developer cares about, local development environments. We all go through the process of setting up our local instances and beginning to develop locally. In the cloud, that can be a challenge. Well, we've got a solution for you. Today, we're speaking with Bianca Leesley and Jakob Lezinski, key contributors to the Atlas CLI project. They're gonna share how this tool can transform your local development experience, making it easier than ever to manage your MongoDB Atlas instances right from your own machine. Even deploying local instances on your laptop or desktop. From deployments to handling Atlas search features, we cover it all today. If you've been looking for ways to elevate and make your local development setup more efficient with MongoDB, you definitely won't wanna miss this episode, so stay tuned. Welcome to the podcast live. It's great to have you on the show once again. Um, Bianca, why don't you introduce yourself to the audience? Let them know who you are and what you do. Of course. Hi, everyone. I'm Bianca. I'm a software engineer uh, at MongoDB. I work in the APIX team at the moment. We, I have been here like for almost two years, and I work both in some API solutions for MongoDB, but also in the Atlas CLI, which is what we are going to talk about today. Command line interface. Awesome. Jakob, let folks know who you are and what you do. Hi, everyone. My name is Jakob. I'm a product manager on MongoDB Atlas team, and I work with a few products. And the first one is the Atlas CLI that we'll be talking about more today. And the other one is MongoDB Administration API. And I work with Bianca in one team, and we have also another API experience team. So we have a a lot of engineers to focus on the developer experience. Fantastic. Okay, so I'm going to assume that there are folks coming into the stream today that know nothing about MongoDB Atlas. Um, and we'll just say that Atlas is a, it's a database platform in the cloud. Jakob, in product marketing manager language, explain what Atlas is and why it's important for developers today. Of course, Atlas is a pretty amazing solution if you think about it from a developer point of view, because historically before Atlas was there, you had to run a, a MongoDB or any other database um, on your own. And you had to manage, scale, deploy across different environments on your own. And even though you were, you might be using, you know, uh, cloud services to, to host your uh, production workloads, you still had to uh, deploy uh, the database on those services on your own. With Atlas, we take care of that for you. Basically, the only thing you need to do is deploy, deploy your uh, cluster, um, load your data, uh, link it to your uh, application, and you're good to go. We take care of everything from uh, the monitoring, auto-scaling, cross-deployments, across multiple providers, if that's your need. Um, so it's very convenient. So you can focus on delivering the differentiating value for your customers instead of managing the infrastructure. Mm. Yeah, alleviating the work of managing the infrastructure. Major selling point for, for developers. Bianca, you're a software engineer and you work on all sorts of tools. Uh, why is it important for folks to have, well, command line access to some of these capabilities? And uh, and then we'll we'll get into the CLI as a product and, and uh, the main topic for today. But talk a little bit about your local development environment and why it's important that we provide these tools. 
cool. So first of all, why it's important to have support on the CLI side of things? I think everyone speaks a bit of CLI, right? So everyone is used to use several different tools in the CLI. And it's no different with Atlas. So that's why we have the Atlas CLI. It's a quick way for you to manage your clusters or deployments that you have in the cloud. And why it's important to have it locally now, right? So we added support for local deployments so that basically anyone who wants to test their cluster before they go into production or before they go into the cloud, um, we make sure that they can you know, test locally the clusters. And anyone that is new as well to Atlas as a whole, but is familiar with MongoDB, it's a quick way to use the CLI and then create a deployment. You can do search, you can do so many different things that we will talk about, I can talk yet. But yeah, it's just a really, really quick way to do so. Yeah. So I, I want to double click on that. Command line interface and setting up a local development environment that enables you to use the tools when you deploy your application in production. What does it mean to interact with Atlas, which is a cloud-based service, from the command line? What does that mean? Well, you will, you will probably, yeah, you will have a similar experience to Atlas. You are going to use the same commands as you would use with Atlas uh, CLI. Mm -hmm. And it basically means you just don't need to get very concerned about what you're deploying to the cloud, about the cost or about anything of the sort, where it's deployed, about latency or anything of the sort. It's running in your local machine. Mm -hmm. You can quickly perform any type of search. You can stop, you can start your clusters at any time. Fantastic. And then, and that's, that's Atlas CLI. So you're from your command line, you're doing the very same thing you could do with the Atlas GUI, the web-based interface. And today what we're talking about, Jakob, is we're we're enabling some additional capabilities and folks if you're just joining the stream we're talking about command line interface to atlas's database as a service and we're going to show a demo we're going to show what this looks like so stay tuned for that but Jakob, um so to talk about the the new features that we're we've enabled in the command line interface yeah absolutely i think this is this, is, this has been like super exciting project to start with because we saw how much hype and uh, need is there among the customers. Because today you're running, you have Atlas, you're running your production on Atlas, it, probably you're staging too, but when you're developing, a lot of, a lot of the engineers are used to doing it still in a more traditional way, even though those services uh, on production run in the cloud, you still want to replicate the services locally on your mm. computer for, for some of the reasons that Bianca mentioned as well, like latency being one of them and just simple convenience and quick feedback loop. And with Atlas, you have, you know, core database, you, but you have a, a lot of services around it. And whereas, you know, the core database probably you were for the local development you were using mongodb community to have that uh, capability replicated locally but you didn't have that access to this additional developer data platform services like atlas search or vector search being those the most popular out there with that new solution we are bringing the core mongodb uh, atlas capabilities with the core database atlas search and vector search to your local machine so basically atlas 
is still one platform with some of the services available locally and in the cloud. Mind-blowing. So when I first, uh, I ran the, the demo script and I looked at how this works, it's pretty incredible. So it's using, uh, it, it's using container technology to implement a cluster of MongoDB instances on your local machine, right? So for my laptop, I deployed an, a MongoDB Atlas instance locally. Well, I guess it wouldn't be an Atlas instance. It would be a MongoDB instance locally, a cluster. And then I enabled a text search cluster. Why is that so difficult? Why has it not been done previously? Maybe talk a, lot, a little bit about the complexity associated with deploying Atlas search and Atlas vector search. Maybe Jakob, take that one. Sure. So I think the complexity comes uh, with the fact that as a developer data platform, all the services are being natively architected and built for the cloud. And we operate in a service-oriented architecture where in reality, these different components are separate applications. And the separate applications have their different ways to deploy, scale, and you know, handle different, uh, different situations that you have in the production. It needs to have the proper you know, backup, resiliency, uh, performance, all these uh, different aspects that you need to manage uh, when you're working with the services. So bringing that services for you to run yourself locally means, you know, either handling a lot of that complexity that we are, that we are dealing with when running it in the cloud for, for people to deal with on their own, on their own machines, or trying to encapsulate that in a simple and easy form that feels like the same experience that, that you can have in the cloud. And this is what we achieved with, with this local development experience. We basically do not have to deal with any of the complexity of managing those services locally. Instead, Atlas CLI is taking care of uh, all of that. Congratulations on the capabilities that you've enabled, Bianca. I mean, it's I took it for a spin. I mean, it, it's easy to use. And if you're just joining the stream today, I'm talking about command line interface, setting up your local development environment, and enabling the very same services that you're going to use in the cloud right on your local development environment. I'm excited to take a look at it. Is it is it ready for us to take a peek at, Jakob? I'd like the developers that are that are tuning in to see this thing. Ah, we are more than ready. We can see your screen now, Jakob. So while Jakob is demonstrating, I want to add a few insights for those of you listening on the audio podcast and can't see his screen. Jakob is showcasing the power of the Atlas CLI, specifically its new deployment set of commands. These allow developers to manage both local and Atlas-based deployments, all with the same CLI commands. It's all about making the developer experience seamless and getting you ready to deploy things to the cloud. Maybe that's where your production environment's going to be. But wouldn't it be great if you could use the very same commands locally that you use in production? So Jakob starts off by going through an interactive mode on the CLI where he's prompted to choose various settings for his local MongoDB setup. He's given the choice to customize the name of his deployment, the MongoDB version, even the port on which it'll run. It's all very intuitive and user-friendly. First, a local, a local setup. So 
Now he's making these selections. The CLI scans for open ports to avoid any conflicts. This is super helpful. After confirming his choices, the CLI begins to pull the necessary containers to run MongoDB locally. It uses Podman to do that. This includes not just the core databases, but also features like Atlas Search and Vector Search. At the end of the setup process, he's given options for how he wants to connect to his new local deployment. Choices include MongoDB Shell, MongoDB Compass if you have that installed, or just grabbing the connection string to use in your own application. Jakob chose to connect using the MongoDB Shell. Next, he lists the various deployments. Some of these are on Atlas and some of them are local. He'll connect to his local deployment that he's already had sampled that he already has sampled data loaded. Then he shifts his focus to creating a search engine. Then he switches. Then he shifts context. Then Jakob then shifts his focus to creating a search index right from his local environment. He's then able to successfully query his local database using a text search on the plot field of the movie database, that's sample underscore mflix. So there you have it, a fantastic demonstration of how versatile and powerful the Atlas CLI can be, especially when you're juggling both cloud and local deployments. Let's fast forward to the rest of the discussion. Core database functionality and Atlas search and vector search services under the hood. So at the end of the process, Atlas, we are looking for uh, baseball uh, in the plot and uh, the results uh, are the plots uh, that contain a baseball keyword. Very cool. So this is running against a local instance of Atlas search, which leverages Lucene. And, and I think that we hinted at this before. This is where some of the complexity comes in. In order to do this, in order to have a text search uh, index created in Atlas, we do that for you. But if you wanted to do it on your own, you could spin up your own MongoDB Atlas instance. You could spin up your own Lucene instance and then sync those two, index the data in Lucene from your, from your MongoDB database. But of course, that's going to be much more complex. And what you've shown here, and it, it's almost like deceiving how simple this is, what, what people don't see is when you do that Atlas deployments uh, list, you're seeing what's been deployed locally. I have a couple of questions, but I want to take the questions from the audience first. Are you good to pause for a moment and take some questions? Oh, totally. Okay, Let's cool. All right, so Tim Manning is asking, would I have access to Atlas device or device sync via the, the command line interface? So that, I guess this is the, the Atlas API uh, command line interface question. Bianca, you right. want to take that one? I, or, or, yeah. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> I go ahead. Take that one. Uh, yeah, I, I think this is a, a question more related to uh, the App Services CLI, which is a uh, uh, which allows for the devising capabilities. Um, so it's slightly slightly different uh, part of the platform. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so device device sync is part of the formerly known as Realm portfolio. And folks, folks typically use that for synchronizing uh, iOS applications or uh, where the Realm database lives. Great question, though. I hope that answered your question, Tim. Thank you. And Luce, our very own Luce Carter, is asking, how does it handle not having the selected tool installed? So when you said Atlas Deployments Connect, 
What if you don't have Compass or Magash installed? I can take this one. <laughs> cool. Okay. So first of all, Mongo Sage should come together with Atlas CLI. If you download it using uh, Homebrew, you should get Mongo Sage together. But if you don't have or if you uninstall for any reason, then the command is going to a very clear error saying you don't have it and suggesting for you to install it. And the same goes for Compass as well. Mm -hmm. Compass is not uh, bundled, uh, but you will get an error saying uh, you don't you don't have Compass and suggesting that you install it. Great. Okay, so Mongo SH comes with it. Compass you'll have to download separately. Um, so I, as a developer, I'm, I'm fascinated with what's happening behind the scenes. Uh, I noticed the the deployments automatically select a non-privileged port above 1023. That's good. So I'm assuming you don't have to have root access or admin access on your device to install and use the Atlas CLI. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. We okay. are going to resolve the, the ports for you. Okay. Now, what if I have previously installed MongoDB instances locally? Will Atlas CLI recognize those? Great question. It won't because it won't. we, yeah, we use containers. We have a, mm -hmm. a whole setup on how we manage the, the local developments, deployments. So it won't show up in deployments list as of now. At least that public preview, it's not something we have. Yeah. And we didn't do the, you... oh, go ahead. Yeah, Jacob. Sorry, go ahead. Just just wanted to chime in to, to add to what Bianca said that um, I think it's important to recognize that under the hood, we have uh, two separate containers running and we establish connectivity between them. So there is a little bit of magic that needs to be handled uh, under the hood. So that's why we are still not supporting the existing uh, uh, kind of MongoDB instances that you might be running on your own. Yeah. So I'm curious about where this, where does the persistence layer live for the Atlas CLI? There's, you're obviously storing some metadata associated with these Atlas instances. Where, where does that live? Cool. Okay. So we don't actually uh, own any sort of metadata. So mm. the way we do this magic happen is we use under the hood, we have some containers and we also use Podman to manage those containers. Mm -hmm. So if we ever want to get any information about the containers that we are running, we can easily do that by calling some Podman commands on like what is available. So as of now, we didn't have any requirements to store this metadata. Okay. What about licensing? Yes. Uh, so and, that's what, yeah, go the, ahead. The, the reason I ask is, yeah, let's say I don't have a Docker license or I think uh, it's important to talk about the technologies that we're leveraging under the covers. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So basically we use Docker and we use, um, we use Podman to, to spin up the Docker images. Mm -hmm. uh, so we did decide to use Podman because it has a somewhat permissive license. It's a good license for you to work on. But of course, in your company, you are probably going to have to check if you are okay to use it. Uh, yeah, this is what we decided to use for mm -hmm. the public preview. Jakob, if you want to add anything else. Sure. Yeah, I think uh, I think the beauty of the Podman of using Podman Reshoot is that uh, Podman uh, is an open source tool. So basically, uh, it's it's pretty pretty open uh, license type that you can think of. Um, the other side of, of uh, licensing and, and uh, uh, is that the local development experience that we just introduced, you can use it completely 
for free. It's, uh, it doesn't even require having an Atlas account. If you think about it, you can just install the Atlas CLI mm -hmm. and you can deploy, uh, uh, deploy that local uh, environment on your, on your machine without having the Atlas account. It's totally fine. Um, and you can use it for development, testing, different types of testing, whether it's like unit testing, integration testing, whether this is uh, going to be part of your CI pipeline, it's totally fine. The only thing we ask you not to do is to run it on production. It's completely not production type of software. It's mm -hmm. just for development and testing purposes. Can, can I ask you to explain why? Why is that? Well, as I mentioned earlier, there's a certain level of complexity associated with running software on production. And uh, there, is, there are certain uh, levels of reliability, performance, and scalability uh, considerations that need to be taken in, into consideration when, uh, when using software on production. And uh, because this is, again, two services, currently two services running in, um, uh, running on a machine that is self-managed, although we are taking the heavy load of, of managing that on the CLI, you know, managing live production uh, load is a completely different story requiring completely different requirements. And for that purposes, we designed Atlas and this way or another, you know, you will be running your production on cloud providers and we, we provide support to all three major ones. That's good guidance. I'm curious about how the tool comes together and what you use to develop it. But um, folks watching the stream, let us know if you have any questions, if you want to see something in particular about the, uh, the deployment of Atlas CLI. If you've got questions about it, let those rip in the comments. Oh, and make sure, so we can't really post clickable links on the platforms that we're using for streaming, but there are links in the description. So down below, there's a link for to learn more about the Atlas CLI. I'd love for you to click that, check out the documentation. It's going to explain a lot. Keep that handy as you begin to use it. Um, unless we get any additional questions, Bianca, talk about the development of Atlas CLI. What do you use? Uh, what language are you writing in and, and what's that like? Sure. Yeah. Uh, the CLI is open source, first of all. So if anyone wants to go deeper into how it works, you can look into GitHub and we write it in Golang. So the whole thing, it's basically written in Golang and we interface, uh, actually Podman has a Golang uh, library. So we could easily integrate that as well and MongoDB as well, like any MongoDB commands that we wanted to use, we could uh, use also a MongoDB library. And yeah, in terms of the development, in just like what Jakob said, it was about trying to make sure we could connect those two main things together, which was the MongoDB instance that we were running on a container and the search instance that we were running in another container and that previously was only available in Atlas. So. There was a whole cross-team work as well with the search team within MongoDB, which was great. And we were able to collaborate with them in order to find a solution and a way for us to have those two connected in the most simple way as possible without having to uh, ask the customers as well to authenticate, right? To log into mm -hmm. Atlas. It was also something important for us that we had to work together. But that was about it. Yeah, yeah. 
How long did it take you to develop Atlas CLI? Oh. How long have you been working on it? Wait, Atlas CLI as a whole or the yeah. feature? Well, let's talk about Atlas CLI first and then the feature. Uh, okay. I for for developing the whole Atlas CLI, I don't know how long it took because it was an effort for so many engineers in the team mm -hmm. uh that were here before me. So I don't actually know for how long it took like to have the first version of the CLI. Do you know, Jakob? Yeah, I think uh I, I you know CLI was launched last year on MongoDB back then still called World uh, um, in New York City in June. And I think it took us around six months to get it before that launch to get started. We inherited a lot of the functionality from the uh, legacy MongoDB uh, command line interface. Uh, so that helped speed things up. So we didn't have like a, a bare bones kind of start. We had some functionality available. And then we brought it to a level where it is dedicated to MongoDB Atlas. Mm. And since then, it's been like, what, year and a half almost. Uh, we've been developing with uh, a few developers um, in different pace, you know, like uh, adding new capabilities uh, that have been added also to Atlas. In the meantime, to, to add support uh, to those for those capabilities to the Atlas CLI, but also work on, on this kind of pretty groundbreaking parts of functionality, like the local mm -hmm. development experience. Yeah. So there's a question from Parash, Parasha3. Can I develop code for app services and triggers and functions locally? Um, yeah, again, this, this is more related to the app services and app services uh, command line interface. But as far as I'm concerned, it's not yet available. I think this is something that the app services team is looking to address, but I will, I would leave it up to them to speak to more details of that. Okay, got you. And one from a LinkedIn user just switched to serverless.do. These features for serverless. Do, the, do these features work for serverless instances? Well, the <laughs> this this is this is interesting question because if if you think about it, on Atlas you can deploy. Uh, the dedicated clusters, and you can deploy uh, serverless clusters. And there are like two types of deployments that you can think of on the cloud. When when it comes to um, when it comes to developing locally, you know, it's doesn't really <laughs> matter if that's serverless. You know, it's it's a deployment that you have locally, um, yeah. and you need uh, the the right components that you will use in the cloud to be reflected in your local development environment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it begs the question: What is serverless? But I, I think if I if I were to to try and I guess translate the question: If I use Atlas CLI, can I manage instances that I've deployed in Atlas in the cloud that are of a type serverless? Oh, absolutely! Yes, okay. you can. Yeah. You can you can actually do Atlas server serverless. Oh, there you and go. And you have a bunch of uh, comments available, uh, and you can create. Uh, uh, you have the full crude and and some additional services like backups available for uh, for those uh, serverless deployments. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, once again, congratulations on a really great deployment. 
what state of life is the Atlas CLI uh, features that we've talked about today? Where, where are we at in the, in the life stage? It's a great question. Uh, it's actually pretty early stage. Uh, we it just launched it in public review on September 26. Uh, you know, a public review means it's available platform support. Uh, today it runs on uh, Red Hat and uh, Mac OS M1 and, and Intel chips. And uh, we are looking to expand it to other OSs like Windows and Ubuntu. So platform support is, is definitely something that is coming in the later phases, but uh, definitely it's it's the first touch point is uh, with, mm. with the real world. And we would love to hear from you when you run, if you run to um, any potential issues, stability, challenges, bugs, anything. If you have feedback, we would love to hear from you. Feel free to use feedback. Uh, mongodb.com to uh, raise ideas in the Atlas CLI section or use our community. We have the Atlas CLI tag there and you can, you can use that to raise uh, questions or any type of feedback, but definitely something we would like to evolve with the customer needs. We definitely didn't want to overinvest to delay the delivery of, of that amazing capability to the market. So we wanted to start with some basic functionality and hear in which direction uh, the users would like to have see it evolving. Yeah, yeah. Can you talk about anything on the horizon? What's in the roadmap? <laughs> I, I actually was thinking how much I can tell, but there are a few, few things that I uh, briefly mentioned. So definitely expanding to uh, the wider set of platform support. Um, the other one is, uh, improving any potential stability slash performance um, um, challenges that might come across uh, in meantime. Mm -hmm. Third, we definitely want to make sure that uh, this uh, whole amazing uh, part of functionality will run from the official Atlas CLI Docker image. Um, this is very important because I know that a lot of you use uh, Docker to run their infrastructure and manage services and uh, deploy uh, even locally or as part of their uh, CI pipelines. That's why uh, these are the top three priorities that we are looking into. But moving forward, we are also looking into a, a few exciting things like bringing some more of the Atlas-only, uh, Atlas our cloud-only Atlas services that are available out there. Uh, to the local experience. Um, so, you know, stay tuned. There's just much more to come. Yeah. Exciting times. Well, I want to thank you both for joining me today. Uh, we covered a lot in a, in a short amount of time. We had a great demo of the Atlas command line interface. You deployed some local instances. You showed how you could manage instances in the cloud. You showed the new capabilities around deploying and managing Atlas search. Uh, you didn't really show vector search, but you want to talk a little bit about that before we, we break? Bianca, do you want to take that one? 
Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So basically, I think the same way as Jakob uh, did the index creation, the only difference is you would use the same command uh, for creating indexes, and then you would create a vector search index. Um, there are several tutorials at MongoDB about how you can create, a, like how you can structure a vector search <laughs> index. And you can do so, like you just provide a file. And then you can just perform vector search the same way, uh, depending on your application. If you are using OpenAPI, there are tutorials explaining to you how you can plug into your OpenAPI tokens and, you know, like integrate the whole flow with vector search. But at the moment, yeah, it's supported. Um, we have the KNN beta operator at the moment and it's supported. You can try it out yeah. at, yeah. Fantastic. Well. If you're listening to that and you're excited by Vector Search, our very own Jesse Hall, who's moderating today, is doing a lot of content around Vector Search. Make sure you follow on LinkedIn, um, subscribe on YouTube so you don't miss a show. There's going to be a lot of content coming up around Vector Search. I'm really excited by these developments, and I just love the focus that we've got on making the developer's job easier. Jakob, anything further you want to add before we wrap? Uh, yeah, I think one last thing I wanted to, to mention that I didn't manage to get to in, in the live demo is that all the commands that you saw in this very nice intuitive and interactive uh, uh, mode uh, can be also used uh, programmatically in your shell scripts. So you can use a set of flags for each of those commands and uh, run them in a completely non-interactive mode. Um, and that's going to make things easy for uh, automating some of uh, the daily work you do. Yeah, so like a CI/CD pipeline, you can in incorporate those commands right right in your pipeline. Fantastic. Uh, Bianca, anything else before we wrap? No, I think I'll just say uh, the same as Jakob in terms of the CLI is open source. And if you find any issues, this is a public preview feature. Uh, please share with us your feedback and let us know how we can improve. Uh, that's about it. Fantastic. Well, thanks once again. It's feedback.mongodb.com. It's our feedback system. You can uh, test out the Atlas CLI. Uh, you can install, give it, uh, give it a, a whirl. Make sure you check out the links. We're going to end the stream shortly, and I want you to click those links before we leave so that you have them. You can bookmark them. So thanks, everybody. Uh, Bianca, Jakob, thanks very much. Thank you for having us. Have a great Thank day, Thank you. Everybody. Bye. Have a good day. Bye. Thanks to Bianca and Jakob for joining me today, talking all about Atlas CLI, local deployments, Atlas Search, so much more. If you want to learn more, visit the show notes, mdb.link slash episode 184. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider giving us a rating, a comment, let us know what you liked, and share this episode with a colleague. Thanks, everyone. Have a great day.